I just wanted to throw in throw in there real quick before the story begins mm-hmm. <laughs> that um I felt like and I told this to Ray at some point too. I always felt like I would lose a child. And I told mm. him after I had already lost my I, we you know, we already lost our child. But I had that was like a thought that would pop into my head even when I was a young girl. Wow. Thing I thought about, which obviously there was never any um leverage for that thought to have like an effect on me I was just like oh I'm just like you know right no random thought but I I I see now that no thoughts are really random um and that I probably just knew somewhere inside or maybe my you know my past self knew and Mm -hmm. it was me a little nudge throughout my life like a a little heads up Mm -hmm. um Mm-hmm. But yeah, the story really begins, I think, Ray and I were still living in the uh, in the Bronx, and I was eight months pregnant, and we were doing our taxes, remember? We were seeing Fabian, yeah. and we were doing our taxes. And while we're sitting there, it, you know, it's like fresh tax season, beginning of February, or like <laughs> end of January, beginning of February, and there's just a lot of people in there, and there was like, we were in a waiting room and there was this woman who was really sweet. She had a baby. She was talking to us about her baby, mm-hmm. you know, giving us, you know, cause she saw I was pregnant, giving us some advice. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, telling us, you know, gets easier and all that sweet stuff. And then I put my hand on my stomach and realized I hadn't felt Silas kick For in a, a long time. A yeah, yeah. Like it had been, it had been like maybe a few hours yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And, and you told me you were concerned mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe. And, you know, I'm like type A Libra. So <laughs> panicked, right? Like a, the first initial feeling was panic. Like my gut panicked. But then I talked myself down because, you know, I'm a doula, A. And, and you know, I understand. And I was, you know, being taught by Nuni so much stuff about the body mm-hmm. that I understood that sometimes, you know, a baby can be lazy. It, you know, they they have a little decreased movement towards mm-hmm. this time, you know. So I was already told those things. So I was like, maybe this is just one of those moments. Mm-hmm. I remember texting you too, Felicia. Yeah, I remember Felicia. it really. I think it was on the either a Wednesday or a Thursday. Yeah, I think yeah. because then I remember you calmed down the next day and then I remember it was up again. That yeah. like Saturday. Yeah. Yep, it was a Thursday when I texted you. I remember that. So I remember exactly where I was. Everything. Yeah, I was literally doing my taxes. I was. We were in the waiting room, and Ray was like, "You should text her. You know, just let her know, see what she says." So I texted you, and um, you know, I, you know, you calmed me down because at the end of the day, I calmed myself down too. Yeah. Was about me, panicking like oh. And then I remember feeling small movement and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, I think I felt something, you know? So then again, obviously once you feel your baby move, the panic, it dissolves because yeah. you're like, all right, everything is good. Um, so that night I, so I had a Doppler, one of my, one of Ray's cousins, um, his wife gave it to me. Mm-hmm. which I thought that that was really crazy that she even had one of those. I was like, oh my God, I love that. Let's, yes, please. She's probably had the same concern. Exactly. So. And also, Elise, just until this point, from like the beginning of the pregnancy until this point, which I think was just about 36 weeks, I think you were like a day short or something. Mm-hmm. And 
and you had a completely normal pregnancy, right? There was yep. nothing. Yep. There was, there was literally, I had no complications. Um, my baby wasn't, you know, over quote, oversized. She, um, he was, he was normal sized. Um, I had blood work done. All my blood work was fine. Mm-hmm. I had no high blood pressure, no health complications, zero. And planning a home birth. And I was, right, yeah. I was planning for a home birth. Planning for a home birth. Yeah. We had all the tools necessary to feel, mm-hmm. you know, comfortable, confident, just, uh, yeah. you know, just happy. About and and the getting whole excited. Yeah, getting yeah. excited because we knew it was coming, you know, within mm-hmm. the two months. And then, and then for me too, what was so special is that I literally had a whole change of heart and like, spirit about the whole situation because I was always taught about you know hospital births you know mm-hmm. I grew away with my mom you know my aunt my uh, you know previous relationships including you know uh, conversations will come up about you know uh, having children and it will always be about you know uh, having a child in the hospital yeah so Elise got me into that vibration you know she got me to meet you and that was one of the best things that ever happened to us mm. Yeah, it was just, you just, you were a breath of fresh air for us. Mm, You guys, it was so special because also like, sorry, we're like reeling back a little bit, but Mm. just Mm -hmm. so people understand how unusual this was and how special it was, how you guys were for me is that Elise emailed me in like September. I think she was like Mm -hmm. 12 weeks pregnant or something. (laughs) And, And just so everyone knows, as a doula, I... I usually get hired around 32 weeks. That's like the average. Sometimes like 20, sometimes like 24 weeks I'll get someone. Sometimes I get people at 38 weeks. But And just so everyone knows, 40 weeks is the due date. So Elise texts me at like, you know, or no, emails me at 12 or 13 weeks. And it was such a clear, I was planning to leave the country anyways. I had gotten my EU citizenship. I already had plans. And I said, okay, January will be the last, like the last birth I'm going to take. And then Elise was like, okay, my, like in that first email, you said your due date was March 5th, I believe. Am I right? Yeah. And I, and I was like, I guess I'm leaving in March then. Like, it was just so clear to me that like, and then I had this thing ringing in my ear, March, 2020, March, 2020. Well, we all know what happened in March, 2020. But but, and then I remember emailing you and being like, okay, like, let's meet. I was like, this girl, is she like, did she hire me in this first email? Like, I think we you were basically like I know you're gonna be my doula I saw your like I saw your website just like you're gonna and I was like okay like let's meet and then like we met and I was like okay so like if you think you want to hire me then well you're like no you're hired like where do I sign (laughs) you're hired and then I remember for this for Ray this process was was really important because I knew I had wanted a home birth my whole life and I, ne- I never was right. I just, was unfamiliar. Yeah. I was unfamiliar to it, like mm-hmm. as much as you can be unfamiliar with something. Right. Just you full, know, like I literally full, was no in, the, in the dark. So, like mm-hmm. when you came, and the first thing I feel is your energy. It was like literally, mm-hmm. like good, mm-hmm. like you know, just welcoming, comfortable, soothing. Like that's what I got. And yeah. Then, and then you're giving us literal like. Yeah, uh, I was educating you guys. Yeah, <laughs> or not you, Elise, but intellectual like intellectual knowledge, you know. And I yeah. was like, wait, everything she says makes complete sense. Yeah. Well, and not only that, you guys, 
U N Nuni, um, my which is my midwife's name. She, um, it literally like the he went in there very skeptical, and he but you know he wasn't trying to be skeptical. Yeah, of course. He knew, he knew this is what I wanted, so he also knew like, all right, well, if this is what she wants, I need to understand it and get comfortable with I would it. Just ask questions, and then yeah. that's where you and and Nuni came in, and you really like you know changed the whole vibe for him and it was by by the point that we are at in the story which i was eight months mm -hmm. by that point ray was fully ready for a home birth situation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was ready he was excited he was you know he he, he knew you were his teammate he knew mm -hmm. yeah. and and at that that's why you know and i think that's what you were saying right mm -hmm. that that's why it was really special it was for really you. really special mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. So and I remember when you texted me that Thursday, because Saturday right. is when we found out everything. Right. But I remember that Thursday. I remember exactly where I was. I was actually, I think, staying over someone's house. Mm -hmm. And I remember I would never... I would never shut down a mother's intuition. And I knew, Elise, you had had no fear. Well, maybe like your own normal fear, like normal mm -hmm. human fear. But you had no, you weren't an anxious pregnant person. You were totally mm -hmm. like in this. So I did. I, I, and I could feel your panic. Like, and I could feel it as like, it was, I wasn't brushing it off. And I was like, huh, that's unusual. Mm -hmm. But nowhere did it cross my mind that it could be the worst thing. You know, I was just like, okay, maybe this is like one last thing that needs to be worked through before the birth. And it's just popping up at the end because, mm -hmm. because we're so close to the finish line, mm -hmm. but right. I did find it. And then like, yeah. So the first time it was fine, but then when it came back, the panic, I was like, hmm. yeah, right. but anyways, so right. continue. So that night we got home and I had felt, you know, what I thought was a little nudge. So I was like, he's fine. He's sleeping, you know, because obviously, like, the movement is very quick and short when they're asleep. So and, I was like, and okay, you were, and you, were doing, and you were doing, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, baby. You were doing mm. natal yoga as well to encourage the movement. Right, right. I was trying to help him. Yeah, you yeah. Trying. I remember you doing, like, two to three days before, you know, mm -hmm. um, he mm -hmm. passed on. Right, like, to give him some space because yeah. my stomach was very tight because, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a small woman, mm -hmm. a, small, a small woman in general. So pregnancy just had my core extra mm -hmm. and we also had the pl an anterior placenta so for anyone who doesn't know that's oh, yeah. when the placenta is at the front mm -hmm. side of the belly usually it's in the back closer to the mm -hmm. spine but it's that front side and then that can make movement a little more like hard to target like to right. feel so mm -hmm. it was like oh well maybe it's that you know yeah. right exactly like there was so many things that were kind of like nah don't you know don't worry about that like you're you're thinking worst case scenario because you're pregnant you know I would tell myself like I am a pregnant woman so I need to remember that like obviously that is the biggest fear of any pregnant woman even if it's not spoken about it is the biggest fear so of I was like no it's just coming up because it's getting closer or whatever but I remember that night when we got home we I used the Doppler that um, we got from Ray's cousin and I couldn't find it. Like I was like, you couldn't find the heartbeat. I couldn't find the heartbeat mm -hmm. being like, OK, like so, you know, I tried again. And then again, I was like, all right, well, maybe he's don't. just a, yeah, we were just like, I, I remember telling you, I was yeah. like, baby, maybe he's just in a position mm -hmm. that you can find the heartbeat. Right. Mm -hmm. Remember that you have the placenta mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the kind of blocking access. 
Yeah. So, you know, don't worry. Ray's like full on childbirth educator at this He's point. He's literally childbirth ed. I was learning so much and I was into it because I want to know as much as I can to make sure that her birth is the most mm-hmm. beautiful yes. she's ever. He was also reading the birth partner, remember? I know, I remember. That was so sweet. Yeah, he's literally reading the birth partner. Mm -hmm. Yes, he, you know, he calmed me down because I, again, I felt the panic. And this was Thursday still, that first day. Yeah, okay. This was Mm -hmm. Thursday. And then, um, I, I, you know, after Ray calms me down, I'm like, all right, you know, like, I'm going to just sleep. I'm going to feed him. I'm going to eat something real quick and I'm going to sleep because today maybe I just, and I, and I also, it's like, maybe he's tired at the, and at the end of pregnancy, you're so tired. So mm-hmm. maybe he's lacking energy because I have, I have no energy mm-hmm. and I was working full time, by the way, um, yeah. literally like five days a week. So mm-hmm. literally Lord. I was Lord. exhausted. Yeah. Like it was, it was hard work. So now the next day this was when i was still working in in the city um the next day i go to work in the morning and it was um it was friday and Mm -hmm. throughout the day i thought i felt a little nudge so like there were times that i was like oh i felt him you know Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. i don't even know you know i don't know the logistics about how he died so i don't know if that's a thing like maybe yeah. a phantom feeling of a right. kick that maybe wasn't one but right. of course, that's what i'm a process it as so that's what i did right and also you would be expecting one too so it's like you will mm-hmm. you should feel it yeah. right so it's almost like i don't know if it mm-hmm. was real or not those those sensations mm-hmm. um, so i remember friday you know feeling like little nudges and being like he's he's fine and then, so Saturday morning came. Yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, so Saturday morning came. And why was I, I home, by the way? I know. I oh, was, yeah. I was so, home that day. So Ray, oh, yeah. This yes. is crazy. I'm usually working. Right. All the time. Ray's, Ray's um, mother was visiting she from the DR. She came because she wanted to be there for the birth. Exactly. Yeah. She was really wow, going to wow. stay with us for a few weeks until... Silas was born that was the whole point like she wanted to be there as support to help, yeah. right which was it was beautiful and Ray was home with her that day and um throughout the process of this technically Ray is supposed to have gone to work mm-hmm. he chooses not to go to work because of his mother that's why he doesn't go but I'll yeah. so yeah yeah so yeah so in the morning I texted you because I I'm still trying to feel movement and I'm not like I you know, like I was just like, I don't feel anything. So I texted you again. And then you told me to text Nuni. You were like, you should text her just in case. You know, just because you you told me, I remember your exact words. You should you should text her so that you feel better. You know, like yeah. whatever she says so that you have peace of mind. Because obviously, you know, like excessive stress over something this like scary is obviously not good for the baby. Right. Or right. Me. Right. And I know you were like, um, you know, you weren't big on getting scans because scans obviously have negative effects. But I was I I kind of perked up when I felt like Saturday you came back with like more panic. And I remember you were like, I don't know. I felt movement, but it was faint. You kept using this word faint. So I was like, Mm -hmm. it was it was so it was it was so light. And the thing is that I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking my tea. (laughs) But um. I remember I was actually um, 
and not noticing movement outside of the stomach either. You know, like I would look at her stomach and I would barely see any movement because I would see a lot of movement often. You know, Mm I would -hmm. take Yeah, it. he was very active. That's And another thing. and then I was also paying attention to the to the stomach and I couldn't see it. So then I then I started worrying as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then that day, right, I had um I didn't want to get a scan. And it's funny because my midwife, who obviously wasn't on call yet, you know, like I'm a first time mom. Right. So for, and also for most people, Elise was almost you were almost 36 weeks and right. a midwife and like a doula goes like fully on call, meaning they're like there at 37 weeks. Right. So, so 37. yes, that like week And before. I'm a first time mom. So like when it's a first time mom, you also kind of just know that things may take a little longer to kickstart. Yeah, exactly. I've never had a baby before. So Nuni had literally gone out of the country and she told me, you know, she saw me right before she left. Everything was good. She came to my house and did, um, you know, she, she checked fetal movement. She checked fluid. She did all that stuff. Everything was good. Literally everything. Mm -hmm. And, and that was probably on a, that was on a Wednesday. yeah And it was like the day before it was literally the day before. crazy So then, you know, I email, I emailed her and she didn't get back to me fast enough. And I was like, you know what, maybe I need to just text her because, you know, um, I knew she was out of the country. So I was like, let me text her. So I texted her. And what initially made me realize that something like this was when I fully knew something was wrong Mm-hmm. was when I texted her and her reaction was not what I thought her reaction was going to be. <laughs> so, you know, like I texted her, Hey, I've been feeling like decreased movement, you know, since like Thursday, but he's been moving. It's just been faint, you know? So I don't know if
this wasn't like a oh just in case tone it was yeah. you she shauna is a very experienced midwife as well mm -hmm. as nuni which is why once i wrote to them with this information they reacted this way because mm -hmm. um, they obviously know what it means they so, were like here's the protocol do it like asap so mm -hmm. i was literally at work and my saturday shift was like uh 10 to 6 or something so I'm at work all day and I'm on my hands and my feet. I'm with my very good friends who are my, also my coworkers. And um, I'm, I basically am like, hey, I tell them the truth because they're literally my friends. It, it wasn't like I was trying to keep it private. Mm -hmm. I told them, I'm going to be in the back if you guys can like give me, because we only had a very small break room. So I was just like, if you guys can give me like 20 minutes, I have to do something that my doctor told me to do, you know, my midwife. And I was like, and they were, of course, super understanding. And they gave me my time. And they could, and I could tell that they knew mm -hmm. I was worried they about something. Yep. Yeah, because mm -hmm. these were my very, very close friends at that mm -hmm. point in life. Like, they're lifesavers. Um, so I go into the back room. I literally lay on the floor after drinking my orange juice and eating my little sweet treat. And it had been probably like half an hour that I was literally laying on the floor. <laughs> and, and I didn't feel anything, not even a faint anything, nothing. And I, I do remember even talking to my stomach <laughs> and talking to him and telling him to move. I'm like, yeah. I need you to move. I need you. I, I literally was like, listen, baby, I really need you to do something. Or it's about to get really dramatic in here. Like, we're going to have to go to the hospital. Like, if we don't have to do these things, just move. Mm -hmm. No movement. So I called Shauna back and she was not happy, obviously, to hear mm -hmm. the movement. And she immediately, you know, she, um, which is, this is the protocol, by the way, for transfers, if anybody knows. But like, if there's ever a necessity to go to a hospital, your midwife calls the hospital, sends all of your information to the hospital and has you ready for the transfer. Right. So that it's as smooth as possible. Mm -hmm. So um, she basically tells me to go to Metropolitan, which was in like 93rd, I think, on the east side, like where the sixth train is um, in Harlem. And that they were a midwife friendly hospital, which was great information to me, you know, because. Yeah. That's uh, like the Upper East Side, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. like I love Upper East Side. And um, basically, she tells me, you know, go and just let them do a sonogram. That's it. You just got to go. I, I'm going to call ahead and give them all your information so that when you get there, they do your sonogram right away. And what's super crazy is that you had texted me. Mm -hmm. And and at this point, I was like, OK, I'm worried. But like, again, didn't think the worst thing. I was like, let's just see. Like, this might be right. one of those. I, but I happened. I had gone to a birth the week before. And I was doing my follow-up postpartum check-in visit. And these people lived like literally three blocks from the hospital that you were going and it's not like yeah it was so crazy that you were mm -hmm. just right there and also yeah mm -hmm. the timing yeah, i think you were there with elise i think within and, five minutes of her calling yeah, me, I was when there. i got there you were already there with yeah her. Yeah. Yeah, you got to me super quick. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. for yeah. New York, it was crazy. Yes. Seriously. Yes. And um so I get on the, I think it was the Q train. I get on the Q. Oh I'm my like, God, bless you. That day. must have been the worst Q it ride ever. Horrible. I was like, why is this? Yes, it was horrible. But I, um, 
because of where I worked in Manhattan, I got on the queue and it was, you know what I liked though? It was very quiet on the train. Mm. It gave me time to think about things. Yeah. And I remember feeling like that. Like, cause when I hung up on the phone with Shauna, Mm-hmm. I was already crying because yeah. I knew already. I knew. I already knew. Like, these women are professionals. They know what they're doing. And I know how my baby acts. I know mm-hmm. when, how he is when he's normal. You know, I mm-hmm. had a body for XYZ amount of time, you know, like eight months. Yeah. So that's, a, that's definitely long enough time to know the habits of your child. And were you texting Ray or were you kind of just in yourself in these moments? Yeah, I, I, so I texted you first um, and mm-hmm. I told you that I was going to the hospital, you know, mm-hmm. that she sent me to the hospital. And then I called Ray and I told him that um, he's not moving and that I have to go to the hospital. Like I, I gave him the heads up that I would be going to the hospital. He was like, do you want me to come? And I was like, no, not yet, because it, it's probably nothing. <laughs> Obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. I was going to go regardless. Yeah. I was like, babe, I'll just go. Don't worry about it. Like, I'll be there with you, mm-hmm. you know. And we'll just, could, just confirm. Tell. We'll just confirm the good news together. Because me, yeah. well, thought. Thought is power. If you give negative thought power, it mm-hmm. will, uh, you know, it, it's more possible that it will come to existence. Right, yeah. Powerful. You're calling it. You can't call it. I was just dismissing that. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. you know what? We're good and everything is going to be fine. I know so. Just believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she went and, you know, it was it was the complete opposite of (laughs) what our brains had. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, When when I was on the I I called him before I got on the train and he could tell that I was stressed. But He was just like, keep me posted. Keep me posted. Keep me posted. Because mm-hmm. I was already like, once I got off the phone with Shauna, I was already crying. I knew my friend hugged me and I rushed, like, I just rushed to get on the train. I was mm-hmm. like, guys, I gotta go. I'm very sorry. And my one of my managers was there. So it was very simple for me to leave. They were like, go, like, please mm-hmm. get out, whatever. So I'm on the train. It's very quiet. The Q train is kind of like deserted because it's in the middle of the day. On then, Saturday. It was yeah. 3 p.m. almost. Yeah. I it remember. Was, it was just deserted. And I was like, oh, great. That's that's great for me because I don't really want to be around people. And um, so, like, I'm thinking and I, I'm, I'm also paying attention to my stomach and I'm paying attention to movement. And if I feel any. You know, like, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm about to go all down all these stairs, get on the train. Like, maybe he'll give me a little nudge, but mm-hmm. still nothing. Like, by the time I got to the hospital, you know, and I, I went to labor and delivery, by the time I got there, he didn't move at all. He was not moving. So um, I texted you, and I texted Shauna, and I texted Ray <laughs> when I got there, and you know, I told them that I was waiting. I felt like I waited forever. I didn't. It was probably like 10 minutes. Yeah. It felt, it felt so long. And one of the ladies, like once she, I think she was a nurse. Um, once she asked me, she was like, what are you waiting for? And I was like, I need a sonogram because I have decreased fetal movement. And she was like, oh, okay. And immediately, you know, picked me up and we went to the, the, the room for the sonogram and um, we're sitting in there and she's a very pleasant woman and she reminded me of the island so she was giving me good energy you know Mm -hmm. she was definitely like a Caribbean woman and um, very sweet and very gentle 
And um, she knew I was nervous, obviously. And I feel like also by the way you speak, it's different because of that. Like when you when you show that you don't know what's going on, they it's not addressed the same. Like right. I know I know enough education about my body and about mm-hmm. that I know that this shouldn't be happening. You know, mm-hmm. so so I'm sitting and I'm just waiting for her to start the sonogram. She starts it, and she and she catches a heartbeat, and I hear it, and I'm like, Yo, like that's it. I heard it, and. But that was also, it's funny because I'm listening to it. It was your own heartbeat, right? Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was li- probably really fast too. Yeah, I'm listening to it. And even though like, obviously the sound is supposed to give me relief, it doesn't, it did not give me relief. I did not feel relief at all. Even when she's like, okay, you're good. Look, the baby is, you hear that? You hear his heartbeat, he's good. You're fine. She literally was like, you know, because she the point was I knew she really wanted to help me and calm me down. Yeah. And um, the problem was, is that suddenly she the heartbeat was gone again. And so I guess like she asked another nurse to like try and help her put the band back on my belly. And the nurse, um, the other nurse looked at the monitor and was like, wait, that wasn't the baby's heart. That was the mom's heart. That's mom that, you know, like she was pointing at, I guess the reading of the heartbeat, of the heart rate. Mm-hmm. And um, so now the Caribbean nurse is nervous cause she's like, oh shit. You know, like she she made a mistake and I, I wasn't mad at her for it. Yeah. But it is, we're human, you know, like we don't get to choose when to, where we're gonna make our mistakes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, now I can see her start to panic. And now, so now I have two nurses kind of like moving the, the, the belt around trying to find the heartbeat. And I told them, you know, cause I was trying to help them out. Cause I knew I was waiting for them to tell me. And I literally was like, I put, uh, you know, under my, st- cause you remember Silas, he was like super low, like very mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. head down for like, weeks mm-hmm. yeah he was like so, locked and loaded right he was he was ready he was like i am ready to be born i'm very excited so when you know they kept trying to find the heartbeat kind of like closer to under my breasts and i was like that's not where he is he's down here like i know exactly where he is i can i know where his head is and i was like if his heart rate if you're gonna find it you're gonna find it in my lower abdomen like so mm-hmm. they were checking and nothing so then they kind of both get quiet and then they kind of look at each other, you know, and they were like, we're going to be right back. We're going to get a doctor because mm-hmm. they were nurses. So they transferred me to another room and they now they're doing the, um, you know, which skin, you know, the scan I'm talking about that is like they can see the entire. Yeah. That's like the actual sonogram. Yeah, the like the proper sonogram, not right. just like the Doppler thing. Right. Right. Not just like the heart rate. Now I'm looking at him. Mm-hmm. So going to meet him and I see him in there you know it was hilarious not really hilarious obviously but I saw him and immediately I felt better and that's because I don't know it's like when you can't see your baby you're like oh something's wrong mm-hmm. or like, how do I even know he's in there but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like the sonogram picture and I'm like he's fine he's right there you know like you thought he like disappeared because if that's for me, that's what death feels like is when something kind of just disappeared. Yeah. It's a death, right? Yeah. So I'm seeing him there. So I'm like, he's not dead. I see him. He's fine. Mm-hmm. 
And I literally just zoomed in on that thought. And I guess like I just kind of held on to it because I felt kind of like I was already in an out of body experience because I'm realizing now, like I, as they're doing the sonogram and I'm like staring at him and I'm like, he's fine. But A, he wasn't moving and B, there was no sound. So mm. where, you know, like where's the heartbeat? So now I, I go back into like just silence because some things ask for silence, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, I couldn't really say anything. Talking just felt impossible. Like, and they kind of left like the, you know, the, some of the nurses left and they're whispering and, you know, like, yeah, you know, figure out how the hell to tell a mom that her baby is not, is not alive. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure that kind of job is, I'm sure it's difficult, but um, by the end of like, it, this kind of just felt very, I, I literally didn't feel like I was in my body. I felt like I was yeah. watching one from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And I just see there was probably like eight nurses, maybe like seven, six to seven nurses in there. Two mm. doctors. And there was like a male doctor and I think two female doctors. Um, and they looked at my, you know, they looked at the sonogram and they were like, so they basically were like that he's not breathing. Like he's not, there's no heart rate. Is that how they said it? Yeah. Like we, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Like they, you know, well, I'm okay. No, I'm thinking really hard right now. I remember that one of the female doctors saying, we're very sorry, you yeah. know, because like, what else can you say? You know, yeah. like really I, I wouldn't even expect the right words from anybody or like yeah. you know I would honestly I preferred the way they told me the they, than they're all it out. wrong words at the end of the day right? yeah they're yeah yeah. yeah when your baby dies uh nobody can say something right of because what, what will make it right would be for me to hear from somebody's lips telling me that my baby is alive yeah right. That's what will make it right. Yeah. Right. And no one's going to say that because it's not true. Exactly. And I mean, at that point, when they're gathering, like, just so everyone knows, it is not normal to have three doctors and seven no. nurses in a room for a no, sonogram. Please. You that's maybe just have, like, the sonogram lady and, like, mm -hmm. maybe, get, you know, that's it. Right. So. Right. And, and, I, and I also, under it was like I understood their, th their thought processes because mm -hmm. I remember thinking, yeah, before I tell a mom her baby is dead, I would also triple check. I would quadruple. You yeah, know, you want you want more eyes. You want more yeah anything anything that will help the probability of this situation not being true. You know, yeah. so I understood that. But uh, right as Ray said, sometimes it just doesn't matter. It just didn't matter. And it was just you in that room, like besides the doctors and nurses. Yes, it was literally me by myself, Ray, I had him, I told Ray I was there. I, um, I remember calling him and telling him that they cannot find the heartbeat. And mm -hmm. so he was going to go to work. And then his mother was like, no, call out and go be with her. Cause I asked she her, I'm like, I'm like, what yeah. do you think? Should I go to work? Right. Cause I don't think I should go. This to is work. before you got the news. It was just, when yeah, yeah. This, this was like when they transferred me from one room to the other. She I called, called them real quick. She yeah. called me twice. She called me one time and let me know that they're working on it, but mm -hmm. uh, it's not looking successful. Right. You know, whatever. The, the good news that they're trying to give us is it's difficult to get mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. 
So then she calls me the second time. And the second time was literally I felt when she gave me the news that there's no heartbeat. Like there's no hope. She just yeah. told me, like, you know, I in, other, in other words, she told mm -hmm. me there's no hope. Like, like she's telling me, babe, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I felt like somebody. Mm. I'm sorry. It's okay. I felt like somebody grabbed my heart and removed it from my chest. Yeah. It was just, it was um, easily the most difficult thing I've ever gone through in my entire life. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and this must be around like close to three o'clock, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because I called him when they transferred me to a different room because I already knew and I knew I needed him there. Mm -hmm. That's because like even though they didn't say it yet because they obviously are still triple checking there's no heartbeat like that's it that's simply what yeah that is the sign of life and they're yeah. there so when i called him he told he was still in denial though like yeah, of course phone. he definitely he was like no babe it's gonna be fine i'm coming that was it like he didn't say anything else like that was what he meant it's gonna be fine i'm coming because so. it's just so unbelievable it is right. It's very. Yeah. It doesn't make any. Literally, it's just not something we we would have chosen ever. And, and I was in. I. It's crazy that I remember exactly the like the minutes because I remember. I think I was in this postpartum visit from like one. Like I think it was from two to three. I was in this postpartum visit. We mm -hmm. texted around noon. I was like, "Yeah, peace of mind, babe. Text me. Like right. keep me posted." And mm -hmm. I remember. I went to the bathroom. It must have been like 3.02. Like I was like two mm -hmm. minutes over this meeting. And I think you called me. I'm not kidding. At like 2.57. Like something like this. Mm -hmm. And I I went to the bathroom. And I was washing my hands. And then I took out my phone out of my pocket. Because I wasn't going to check my phone during this. And this, I mean this was the moment. This is the moment where like I literally felt the walls shift. And like mm -hmm. because before it was like peace of mind. I was worried. I had my mind on you. I had my attention on you. But mm -hmm. I was like, probably it's fine, you know, but I still I, I was feeling something. But mm -hmm. but then I looked at my phone and you always text me, Elise. I got one missed call. And I okay. literally I was like. That's not good. Yeah, that's that's the second like the right. frequency of the day completely shifted mm -hmm. from this like normal day mm -hmm. to this day where I remember minute by minute, like my awareness, you know, our minds are always like thinking and we're in the past and the present and mm. we're distracted. But like that day was the most present energy. And it's not in a nice way, but like it was the most present I've ever been, I think, on any day of my life. Mm -hmm. in a way and I think it started unfortunately with that missed call mm -hmm. and I called you back immediately yeah and I told you I told you that they could and, heart rate and I remember you said that to me and I also couldn't believe it mm -hmm. I remember the, the you said this like you called you were quiet you weren't like sobbing crying but it was like there was you know it was like this quiet Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was crying, but not like coming out in the voice. And mm -hmm. you said that they can't find the heart rate. And then I said, what? Like, I didn't, I meant like what? It was as if you were speaking Chinese to me because I was like, what language are you speaking? Like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, mm -hmm. and then you were like, you said he's not alive anymore. And then I was just like, I love you so much. I'll be there in five, something like this. Like, I'll be there in five minutes. 
and like rapids I remember you getting to me so quickly Oh and my god. I'm grateful because you know when they told me I remember first of all the room is dark because they're doing a sonogram right it was very comfortable I felt very comfortable and I was just sitting there and I felt like I was waiting to be like executed that's how it felt that Mm-hmm. was Yeah. the initial feeling because they all came in and it, you know again it's it's in in their brains I'm sure they didn't think it was causing harm but obviously this is never how you should approach somebody who is experiencing you know this kind of like who was about to get this kind of information told to her but you know when they told me it was like I was just being stared at because everyone was so scared of my reaction you know Mm -hmm. yeah they thought I was gonna throw myself out of a fucking window <laughs> like yeah they were staring at me trying yeah which to process I'm sure they consider right they you literally know it's, it's horrible they were just staring at me and trying to understand what I was going to do but all I could say was what do you mean because I also didn't understand like the yeah thing time it's too it was too fast I, I literally just couldn't grasp what I was being told Yeah. or, you know they told me they asked me um they, they they asked me a lot of questions that honestly I probably blurred out but Mhm. I remember Mm them also asking me you know like did you did your hands or your feet itch like one of the doctors asked me yeah. that Yeah, he asked me and I was like, yeah, but what, what is, why? And then he explained to me, you know, that hands and feet itching is a symptom of cholestasis and that he literally told me there was a 1% chance of death with Mm-hmm, cholestasis, that the bile in my blood was raised, but it wasn't raised to the point that they thought it was cause for alarm, but everybody's body is different. So mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. Right. And it's crazy that, like, the same day, this is what's so crazy, like, cholestasis, worst-case scenario, the baby passes. But generally, you have signs of it before. You, It was, like, all in one. It was, like, boom, sign, this, done, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was So, very quick so unusual. it's, yeah it's like by the time I had time that there was even a symptom in my body of something it was already it was too late because it was meant to happen and I wasn't meant to know and Yeah. I believe that I don't think I was meant to know No, early yeah, totally. and I, that's why he was giving me like little ghost nudges or Mm-hmm. soul pokes or whatever you want to call Mm-hmm. it because Mm-hmm. I'm telling you he would like anytime I was about to go too deep into a panic that I was like I'm gonna literally have a panic attack like I could feel it in my body and anytime I would bring myself down it was because there was like a little something that reminded me that I no, you're you're really bugging but I wasn't and my gut had been Yeah. stirring you know like it was like my body had known for days I I just didn't know Yeah. I you know my mind couldn't um process what my gut was warning me about Mhm. Mm they basically yeah they told me that he had no heart rate that there was no heartbeat and it was you know how they they pointed to him and they showed me they were like do you you know because you know how when you do a sonogram and the baby's heart is beating it's colors in the heart area mhm. it looks like like blue red yellow and it's and it's showing that there's the heart is moving and they were just showing me and it was just black like you know like in the sonogram it just looked dark and I was just like 
I couldn't, I, I still can't process how I felt like to be honest. It's, um, it's just a very, like, it is a a hollowing feeling. You kind of just feel like you're being emptied out. You just want to be swallowed into the earth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not even in like a, a wish on death, it was more a wish on, I just want to be alone. I want to disappear. Right. Yeah. I I want to be surrounded only by what I choose because I am in a delicate, I'm a, you know, it's like a delicate frame of mind. Like my brain, it's like, this is why grief is, is very challenging to talk about for a lot of people because it is either shattering or and and like you really lose a part of yourself like some people can really not handle grief at all and Mm -hmm. that's all you know it's something it's it's not an easy challenge in life (laughs) to Mm -hmm. understand or to cope with but I remember feeling like I was literally on a tightrope and like on one side of me is like sanity it's like just be calm and just whatever comes up, like, don't even just feel it, whatever it is, just cry, scream, do whatever, feel those things. Because I also knew that if I bottled up anything, that is where you you lose like a portion of your sanity. Yeah, It is a very difficult thing to deal with. And, you know, not to mention that the mind just never stops talking. So it's like, even when you want silence inside, you can't always get it. Mm-hmm. And especially about a topic like this, that it's like, it's my baby, you know, mm-hmm. very, we're, we were very prepared. We have the crib up. We're like, our room is ready. We, you know, like we have gifts. It was like, it was like um, planting a tree. And then as it starts to grow, whipping it out. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I remember you getting there. I remember you getting there and hugging me right away. And Lord, did I need that hug. (laughs) Saving hug, you know, you and then Shauna racing to me in traffic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember her telling me, she's like, I almost killed people. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I literally, I literally had to tell myself to slow down before something else crazy happens. You know, like she was, she really wanted to make it to me. She worked really hard to make I it to me. I didn't have a car at that time. No, and Ray I, took, I it took it over. And Ray, you must have gotten there just minutes before me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I did is I took an Uber, right? And I took out cash out of my pocket. And I told him, listen, I'll give you this $100 bill if you get me there as soon as possible. Quickly. As soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And I literally gave it to him. Oh my god, you probably made that man's day too. Because yeah. I told him the situation, I'm like, listen, you know, um, we're about to have a baby, but um, you know, our baby's in trouble, so right. I need to be there and just get me there, please. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. guy, he was, we were like on, on a racetrack <laughs> on the FDR you know, on the highway. Sometimes it's you know, it's the rules. Yeah. yeah. I remember, um, no. I think we just hugged and cried for like 10 minutes yeah. until Shauna showed up. And I remember yeah. I had no words. I was just no. like, there wasn't any to be had. And, and my other friends showed up, my coworkers, you know, because I, they were, it wasn't like I could just. Yeah, obviously not. they know and they're worried about you. Right. They're literally worried about me. And 
they're also worried about my safety because they don't know like pregnancy you know yeah it's it's really a tie between two lives and it, it can be it can be you know dangerous sometimes right it's it just is what it is it's a part of the fact that we can perform this miracle is that it doesn't always work and right right it's a part of that and it's really it's a hard part to accept but it's something that it just needs to be accepted yeah. And it's so, you know, it, that's so true because part of, you know, we always talk about the mother's instincts and nature and all this stuff, but this was instincts and this was nature. It wasn't the way we wanted it to be. It wasn't, it wasn't the way we, you know, assume life to go, but mm. it was still like it was nature and it was intuition. It was all, it was just not happy leading to like a happy ending on yeah but it was it was this you know it happens to elephants it happens to giraffes like it happens to all mammals we just we pretend it never happens Mm -hmm. but actually even though it's rare it's also not because after this i met so many women who had late term late term or had babies that died like Mm -hmm. so much it literally within the span of that time that I finally was able to talk about Silas, which probably was maybe a month after, <laughs> like, like to actually, to, to people knew I was pregnant, you know, and it, it and I didn't want to lie. I, I wanted to be left alone. And when I finally had the strength to, to tell people, so many women approached me and literally were like, that happened to me. And I mm-hmm. never talk about it. And women. I'm like, but you need to, girl, you mm-hmm. need Mm-hmm. You don't know how bad you need to talk about it. That's so it, true. You have to. You have to. It's. It was, if I didn't have the right people to talk to, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's like that balance of handling grief is all about community. Like, yeah. if I did not have community, what would I have? What would me and Ray have? Like, we literally, what if we never wanted to have a baby again? You know, yeah. like, went down that route where we you know let those thoughts eat us up like that that happens you know solid we were solid and Mm -hmm. that helped us a lot you know as a a couple we we had a good foundation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that literally uh made us uh go through this horrible life experience Mm -hmm. and be better for it yeah it was so these things they make or break you and i know like maybe we'll get to it maybe i'll put in an outro at the end of this podcast but mm-hmm. i mean you guys know that I, silas came to me like 3 or 4 days later like literally i felt his spirit present with me for like 4 hours straight this one morning he was teaching me about life death everything but i remember one thing he mm-hmm. like showing me you guys he was like showing me you guys and how strong your love was and was like they will be okay this is horrible but they will like for them but yeah. they will be okay. And it's, okay. it's set. And it's so important for people to know you're having a baby. You don't know life or death can come to you like at any point. Yep. And to have this strong relationship is everything. It, it, and that's, yeah, it's, sure. it literally just made me believe in our love more than I ever have in my life because I'd never gone through anything remotely close to this kind of life-changing experience before. And thank you, God, that I did go through this with a man who takes care of me and takes care of himself, you know, like inside, inside. Mm -hmm. 
he is a nurtured man inside mm-hmm. who about the nurtured men on the outside <laughs> like mm-hmm. yes you can be good looking but let me tell you <laughs> the depth of that is like the like a, a grain of rice it doesn't matter it does not matter you know it's like what matters is how this person is going to treat you mm-hmm. when life is hard it's hard it's going to just be hard sometimes and that was that was important for me that was it was a life-changing thing to even see that I had that much support, you know, because you don't know until you know. You just yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. I remember after, you know, having to, <laughs> the, the biggest part about this, um, and I feel like the reason that I thought this de- his death could also be healing for me was because I literally had to give birth to him anyway. Right. And, you know, the doctors, I remember not understanding that at all. Also. I, I, I think I told you that. Yeah. Like, oh. literally, she said this to me. Like, she was like, yeah, so. Um, it, was, know, it was like a horror movie. It was like, literally, it yeah. was a, I felt, yeah, I felt a, a, a type of fear I've never felt before in my life. And I remember her telling me, you know, Jeez. we're going to. We're going to induce you. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? (laughs) Literally, because, and I'm honestly very positive that if you aren't in birth work and you never want to talk about the death of your child, how do you know that a stillbirth also could mean that you have to give birth to a dead baby? Yeah, people don't know. Like, just so everyone knows, if a baby dies in the womb, if it's very early, it's called a miscarriage. If it's later, it's a full-on, this was a full-sized baby. You have to give birth. (laughs) You have to give birth. And that was the most, that was the most, I thought, I thought it was going to be the most traumatizing thing I've ever done in my life. And just even hearing it, I, I I literally wanted to call the doctor crazy because I didn't understand. I was like, I don't, how can that be? <laughs> that, but how? That were, you know, um, it, it's so good that I was there, you know, and, and I'm proud of us because I remember even going through what we were going through, we would have literal, um, like, intellectual, I want to say, conversations about what was going on and we would make decisions on decisions right because we we were prepared like all right baby so this is what's happening yeah yeah it was really like it was actually quite sober everyone felt quite sober Mm -hmm. yeah because we know like this is serious like we either have to focus or you know something might Mm -hmm. get worse Mm -hmm. and and basically they told me i had to give birth and me and ray you know with your recommendation you and shauna's we went and we took a walk and we just i feel like i wasn't ready to say yeah i'm gonna give birth to my dead child i just wasn't ready so i took a few Mm -hmm. hours i remember and you know we went to the pier there was like a pier there and we just cried and we said goodbye because did you guys also eat domino's pizza i don't know why i remember that as well and we did literally i was like i need this please i deserve some domino's pizza this vegan girl was like eating her like hawaiian pizza i was vegan and i was like i need this domino's pizza in my life right now (laughs) put her on to that pizza (laughs) it's literally my favorite (laughs) and you know when we came back you and shauna were present i remember like all of our friends 
um, my coworkers because they they knew obviously. They all came and they cried and they there was like fifteen stuff. people there. They literally had fifteen. <laughs> it was literally- like an army of friends. Yep, Taipei Libra had fifteen friends <laughs> in the ER. And, you know, they were they were so so wonderful. They you know yeah, they they, were amazing. they gave us hugs and they gave us strength without even knowing it. Like yeah, just yeah. every hug, every we love you. That's all strength you're giving to me, even though I said nothing. I could not talk. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. A lot of the time, I was very silent, which is very different for me because I'm I'm a very extroverted person. Yeah. And um, I was just silent because that's what felt right. I didn't, I felt like I needed to honor myself more than any any other time in my life. It was in that moment. It was in those moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, I remember setting them, setting us up, you know, telling me, all right, you got to give birth and this is how we're going to do it. You know, with the miso, because. It was so know, crazy. Your birth. <laughs> it, was- it was, I, I, <laughs> I'm still in shock in a good way by the way was it 11 p.m when I got induced it was 11 okay so just also so people because not everybody who listens to this podcast knows anything about birth right like obviously Elise is planning a home birth um if a baby dies in utero unfortunately like sometimes the body goes into labor but often it can take days but I do remember you getting some cramps here and there and us Mm -hmm. being like is that and it was almost like the second there was like some level of acceptance and then you kind of lined up with your body but we still just thought it was normal like pregnancy cramps Mm -hmm. um and so then the there were many options you could do nothing and wait for that to happen but that's kind of awful but maybe that's not awful for some people and that's what they would choose or you would induce which is when we use like medical like medications to just begin labor and that's obviously what we did at the hospital with shauna and like with the midwife me with everyone there and Mm -hmm. so usually so people know an induction generally especially with a first-time mom takes minimum like 24 hours to like 48 hours to like even get going Mm -hmm. so like and usually it takes four miso pills. That's what like ripens the service. I think they put one in you. Yeah, it, no. it was, they put a miso, <laughs> right. They insert the miso into the vagina and it's like a little pill and it dissolves basically. And it, it starts to like soften the cervix so that it can open up. Mm-hmm. So that obviously labor can begin. So literally they put one in and immediately it was, I remember, I was so tired, obviously, we were so tired, we were all just crying for hours, and now we're finally going to get into this induction, so now I got to get into, like, this, like, super soul person who has the soul to birth her dead baby. Mm-hmm. I had to, rem- I remember getting into that mind frame and telling myself, this is the, sh- this is the most important thing you're ever going to do in your life right here. This is mm-hmm. it, Mm-hmm. Like not only you're you're literally bridging worlds as you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling like that too, mm-hmm. like crazy power. And I remember Ray being next to me. You know, they gave me the miso. They said they'll give me another one in four hours. <laughs> they said I'll be back in four hours to give you another one. I said okay. Felicia and Sean, <laughs> they were they were the we were so we were literally. fools. <laughs> Yeah, they literally were like, okay, probably going to take a long time. Of course, because I was fully closed. They checked. I was zero. Like I was not even, my cervix wasn't even open at all. So, you know, I laid down in bed 
I got comfortable with Ray. We watched some TV and Shauna and Felicia literally left because they, you know, you know, they were tired. It was late. They wanted to get a night rest so they can come back in the morning and, and be with me. And Shauna, I had actually luckily never been to an induction because almost all of my clients would give birth naturally, even though they were mostly hospital births. So I had never been. And Shauna was like, oh, babe, this is going to take this is going to take a while. Like, let's go right. home. It's 11 p.m. Let's just go sleep for like six hours. And I was like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, trust me. Right. I was like, OK. So <laughs> I'm Ray. I'm with Ray. And once they gave me the miso, this was actually right before you and Shauna left, I started to get crazy cramps. Yeah. Like, station already. It was, you guys didn't even leave yet. <laughs> and I was already like, and remember they gave me, um, <laughs> they gave me morphine heroin. they literally <laughs> gave you heroin which they would never give a woman in labor but since the baby was not alive they were like we'll give you heroin basically I, I didn't want the epidural because I wanted to just give birth naturally and you know as natural as possible at that at that point but they literally gave me one miso and then I started immediately feeling sensations in my uterus almost instantly so then I was like okay I need something to take the edge off because it was coming so quickly and my cervix was not even opened or so I thought yeah <laughs> I take this morphine I'm literally high as hell it was very blissful for like five minutes yeah <laughs> five ten minutes I was the highest I've ever been in my life <laughs> Felicia and Shauna had just left and I was like Great, perfect. I'm high. I'm not feeling all these sensations. And Shauna and Felicia went to go. I was like, all right, perfect. I'm going to just try and sleep. That is a joke. <laughs> not an ounce of sleep came. <laughs> Immediately, I was getting contraction, surge after surge after surge. I'm talking, they went from being like five minutes apart. And within an hour, they were like two minutes apart. And it was really, really difficult for me to even like cope with because I also was really tired. So I remember finally being like, I need an epidural. I need it. Mm -hmm. And I remember also feeling like my baby isn't alive. So right now I don't mind giving myself this, you know, like I'm like, I, my plans are not what are plans Elise? yeah yeah, yeah. no I was like screw a plan listen make this easier for yourself however you have to mm -hmm. and I remember you you and Shauna telling me that too and it was a beautiful reminder and I agree too yeah it was like a beautiful reminder yeah it was like of course yeah and then but unfortunately when I get the epidural <laughs> um it works only on the right side <laughs> your thigh or something <laughs> only on the right side of my body so my whole right side of my body is numb I'm sitting I have a catheter in and for those of you who don't know a catheter it literally is like it's a pee collector it collects yeah. right out directly of from your from your right. directly yeah. from your urethra <laughs> it's in there it takes it out for you you do not have to do anything so I have a catheter in I'm numb on my right side and I feel everything on my left side. So now I'm pissed because I was waiting for this relief, like really excitedly. And uh, it, it never came because I still was feeling everything on one side of my body. And at no point during this epidural did my contractions slow down. They just mm. got 
faster. <laughs> Basically, so, you went from like contractions looking for relief to like not being able to move because your leg is numb. Absolutely. <laughs> and, like... and I'm contracting every minute. And I'm literally, <laughs> you know, because all I can do is literally hold on with my left side of my body to the hospital bed. I can't get up. I can't move. And it was, listen, labor <laughs> is the most magical, crazy thing in the world. It's really, it's really the type of energy, the type of cosmic energy in birth is unbelievable. And how I felt, I can't even, it's like you're not supposed to be able to just tap into that feeling because it's so, it's so cosmic. It's like, mm. it's for here. It's meant for only in those special moments. And I remember literally, Ray, I told Ray, I was like, call them now yeah. like he was like right now I was like right now because I started to feel a pushing sensation out of nowhere it was like once I thought I couldn't take it anymore and that it was too much for me and like I, I wanted to like give up that was exactly the point where I felt a different sensation and I think it also helped a lot that I reminded you all the time I remember I would look at you because I was mm -hmm. observing you mm -hmm. I would see you and sometimes literally your face would get red as if you're not breathing and right. you weren't right because you were like you know like you know you when you brace for pain and you don't right. breathe right. that's what you yeah. were doing baby just remember breathe through it right breathe he was he was it. the best doula best <laughs> love yeah. to ever exist it's like breathe through it he babe. literally like I got through my entire and it labor. Would literally change your face. Yeah, and he would. Yeah, he would remind me. You know, because my labor was so quick because this was, was not so a fast. It was like, so. and and obviously my body was ready. Like there was there's no <laughs> there was no resistance. So Ray calls. Ray, I had just calls. gotten home. So. <laughs> Shauna lives like deep in Brooklyn. I was leaving deep in the Bronx and we both get this phone call. I think we had both arrived home in completely different directions for like, I don't know. I was at home for like 10 minutes. And I remember earlier, like right when we were all just hanging out and crying and like talking mm -hmm. about life, mm -hmm. like in that there was a few hours before the salt, like when we we're just gathering the information. I remember right. we were talking about candy and the candies we liked. So I remember I went to the bodega on the way back home at like midnight and I just grabbed all the candy we were talking about and I was like I'm gonna bring this so candy <laughs> and so I had like my bag of candy at the door and Ray rings me and is like she's 10 and I was like 10 what <laughs> like what are you talking about he's like she's she's fully dilated and I was like 911 uber get to my door like i like jumped i'm not kidding i like jumped through the window of an uber and was like you need to go now like i don't even remember opening literally. the door donna literally i remember she like, oh fuck like literally she just got home yeah she literally i heard her on the phone where he's like she's 10 and she like, said oh fuck yeah, she said, oh, fuck. And then she literally said, oh, my God, if she gives birth without me and literally hangs up the phone. <laughs> I remember thinking, I was like, damn, like, I feel so bad. But then at the same time, it's like, it was so urgent. Like, it was like, so, thank God you didn't call us because even... we got there like yeah. two minutes before. Yeah. yeah. I'm I... like, literally, I'm like, I don't even think I know how to say sorry. I'm just like, <laughs> uh, you guys need to get here, like, <laughs> please. Yesterday. You need to get here yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and i remember like you and shauna i remember the the doctor telling me 
you know, do you want to start pushing? And I was like, not until my midwife and my doula get here. <laughs> like, my baby's going to stay in my body until they get here. And but we got there two minutes apart, me and Shauna. I literally could not. Yeah, I, I the sensation to push was so strong that literally, even though I wanted to wait, it was my body was like, absolutely not. And I was full blown pushing. And by the time you and Shauna show up, I'm literally... Um, I the head was basically I was crowning I think when you showed up because I only put for five minutes <laughs> five minutes she was like yeah you pushed for about five minutes oh but yeah I, I was literally crowning and <laughs> Felicia comes in at the exact moment where like my water just blows oh, <laughs> I've never seen that much amniotic water in my life I don't even know how you had that much water in your body I mean it was literally like a bucket and the the, oh oh my god that that doctor it was like there were two doctors on call that day there was like the senior doctor and then like a little resident doctor girl Mm -hmm. who was super awkward and it was basically they were like hey this will be a good experience for you go to that room with that lady you know you know and she was so awkward bless her yeah, she, she like literally so... ran out of, like your amniotic water. Yeah, <laughs> like she basically had... gushed on her, and she was like, "Ah!" It's literally splashed all over you. I literally looked down. I saw all the water splash. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was a baptism. You were yeah. baptized in it Silas's was... water, um... and I remember that the second Shauna comes in, her presence made me because I was Shauna, and then I think you were there right after. Her. L- t- literally two minutes oh. after. And I remember exactly, you were there on the bed. That doctor, that awkward doctor girl, bless her, was like right in front of you. Then Ray was on your left side. I was on your right side, closer to your feet. And then Shauna was next to me on your right, but she was closer to your chest, like on your heart. I remember her rubbing your like heart chakra Mm -hmm. area. She literally was rubbing me. She was telling me I'm beautiful. She was like pushing my hair back. And literally when she got there, I that's probably why I gave birth so fast because I was really resisting, I guess. You know, like I didn't realize how much I was resisting, but the second you guys got there and and I was just being tended to, I relaxed and literally my baby slipped out of my body. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like slipped out, was born within like a a crazy rabid time frame. (laughs) Like it was, it was intense. And it was literally, I remember thinking it was going to be this like very, you know, sad, like, now I, I just birthed him. Like, I'm finally looking at him, and now I have to say bye, you know? Yeah. But I also remember feeling so, like, it was almost as if he would not allow me to be sad after giving birth because mm. I wasn't sad. Like, originally, like, that first initial feeling, it was, like, I just felt very powerful and very proud. Yeah, I and I felt, like, I felt like he was, you know, he was, like, right there, literally, but also like he was there in the room and he was making sure that I didn't feel sad because I did not feel sad even when I and was kissing him looked peaceful mm-hmm. yeah he did he was he looked cool. so and he looked just like you Ray it was crazy. he looked he literally a mini version a small oh headed version <laughs> and he was he looked so peaceful. He he was at peace. And yeah, I literally felt that. And I remember, you know, being in the room, even when I was like kissing him and telling him I loved him and telling him, you know, that I didn't understand because I didn't. And I just wanted to be honest with him. I was like, 
this isn't fair and I don't understand, Mm -hmm. but I also, I'm going to accept it because it is what it is. You know, like it literally what needed to happen had happened. And I mean, I did everything right in my pregnancy, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's the thing. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you Mm -hmm. can do everything right because this is just, it's life. Birth and death are literally closer than we think like so close together they are the same they're the same they're the same thing and that's I remember you know obviously like after birth like when I'm home that's a whole different era of my life and that's a whole different era of healing but I know that I thought going into that birth that I was gonna feel hatred in my body Mm-hmm. for having to birth my dead baby but I didn't that's like it's like not what I not even remotely close it was like it was just a warm orb of like it was just warmth that's all I felt just it, warm you know yeah. it was so you you know sin I mean we'll talk about your story after that because you became mm-hmm. a doula after that and I remember mm-hmm. the day before the day it was a Wednesday it was like not even that Thursday when you were starting to Wednesday when all was well I remember you texting me being mm-hmm. like I think I'm supposed to be a doula but when mm-hmm. he's a bit older us talking about it and you know going to births there is a portal that opens like I don't care okay. if you're not spiritual when you are in a room and someone is giving yeah. birth there are things that we can't see that are happening there yeah. are energies there it is not an ordinary space to be in no, it is no. a high frequency vortex energy and anybody with a brain and a heart will feel that and I remember in your birth with Silas it was the most palpable like high frequency Mm -hmm. peaceful angelic Mm -hmm. like it was pure Mm -hmm. like because sometimes you get like weird energies in there too it -hmm. was pure light I felt Mm -hmm. I said I don't think I've been to a more beautiful birth. I mean, it was tragic. I it's right. it hurts my heart, but mm-hmm. it was also somehow at the same time the most beautiful birth I've ever been to, and yes. probably will ever go to. Yes, and I, fe- I that's what I'm saying. I felt that I really did. Like, I I I was prepared to feel all these ugly feelings, and they were not even. It was like all the ugly was like wiped out of my body all of the like negative things that I would have told myself or like said to myself or blaming myself, like it was gone. It was like, it was like I was rebuked access to any negative emotion, any negative energy, any aura, nothing. It was not allowed access into the room, literally. And that's how it felt. Like I was in a sacred protected space and, and it was like in the middle of the night. (laughs) <laughs> it was like in the morning mm-hmm. like very and no rude. one was there was like one person on the floor mm-hmm. giving birth in like the opposite side of the ward it was the so ward. quiet so it was like mm-hmm. no one was there it was the quietest I've ever been in a hospital like mm-hmm. it was no, so quiet it was so crazy mm-hmm. and so it was like no wind outside no rain nothing it was, it was so... just like clear Mm-hmm. And I remember that that feeling as well, like it just feeling quiet and respectful, like we are respecting something that's about to happen. Yeah. You know, like when you walk into a church and it's quiet because mm-hmm. what are they doing in there? You know, like, or yes, you it was exactly like, yeah, that. it was whoever exactly you like worship. That. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you worship in whatever form 
you walk into a sacred space and you know it's sacred because of how quiet it is. Literally, like, mm-hmm. it's quiet. And I remember feeling lighter. Literally, obviously, I just birthed a big boy, but also, mm-hmm. you know, like, lighter. My heart was lighter. It was like he took some grief out of me. <laughs> he yeah. took the years of grief out, you know, to make sure I wasn't over-processing something that was just meant to happen. And it was almost like you could physicalize it all in mm-hmm. that, like through the birth. And what do you think about like the epidural not working? Do you feel like that was meant to be? Yeah, yeah, I do. Because I remember thinking it doesn't matter. Like as I was asking for the epidural, I was almost just, you know how sometimes um, women ask for things as a coping method, literally mm-hmm. that they, they'll tell you like, just because I asked for it doesn't mean I want it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember asking for it to cope because I was just like, there was so much grief that I was so mad. I was trying to f- focus on labor. And then obviously like it was so much more than I was ready for, you know, cause that's labor is more than we're ready for. Like it's, it's so fitting that Felicia would say that, that, you know, that there was meant to be because I feel it was meant to be. I feel mm-hmm. like it was preparation for the future. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it literally yeah. like it shaped you. Yeah. And I remember, uh, yeah, the, the, the surges of labor, they're very humbling and they teach you a lot about yourself for real. I felt mm-hmm. like, through feeling my labor sensations, I learned many lessons, like lifetimes of lessons, because each contraction feels like a lifetime. <laughs> like every yeah. single one there, you know, it's a force and it's literally just your body doing what it's supposed to be doing and your mm-hmm. soul and your spirit keeping up. And, you know, it it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it is definitely the most magical. It's really magical. I felt like I am, I feel like I am literally the portal, you know, like when you give birth to a baby, my vagina (laughs) leading into my womb, that's the portal that like, you know, that it's like an energetic portal that you can't really see, but this is the physical manifestation of that portal. Yeah, it literally is. It's literally the manifestation of it. That's the only physical portal that we have in the world that goes through a body, like, that you're you're becoming one through me that is magical it was very magical mm-hmm. and even though i was sad and i remember you know going home and having to deal with a whole other grief of like family and friends and yeah. furniture that's a whole other oh, yeah. layer of grief but you know what i remember telling myself that i literally have to give myself what i need which means that I do those things when I'm ready and not under any other time than that when I am ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shauna gave gave us a lot of good advice in terms of of that. You know, they told Mm -hmm. us, you know, take your time. There is no time frame, no day, Mm -hmm. no month that is, you know, that you should assign to that. You do it whenever you feel you should. And we we did just that. Mm -hmm. It was so so helpful. And man, and honestly, those two weeks they're like a blur but as long as we were like zombies really Um, yeah at least didn't even remember this and we were literally just talking about this last Mm -hmm. night with my cousin he came to visit you know to spend Mm -hmm. some time with us and the baby Mm -hmm. you know and to visit us in our new apartment we just moved to connecticut in last october Mm -hmm. so he was here and we were just literally talking about um what we experienced when we lost silas and right after we were talking to my cousin and we were telling him that we felt, I mean, I felt 
and Elisa just uh, experienced it, but I felt it. I was I literally recognized what we were going through, and it felt like we were just not there. Like we were literally just bodies mm-hmm. walking around the house. We would say good morning to each other, and obviously, I love you, and you know, uh, we would make breakfast. You know, just like going you know about our regular lives, but not being fully present. We were like, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know, like puppets. Yeah. So it was, it was just a weird, a weird feeling for a while. Yeah. Lost them. And I think it's so wild, Ray, that your mother was there because she went through a similar experience. Like she that, did. she was there at that day. I mean, there were so many weird divine, like. I I don't know how to explain it. It was like the most tragic thing I've ever been a part of, but also like the most divine. Like there was just such a higher energy to everything. Yeah. I truly believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I I remember I was even, I don't think I spoke to anyone for two weeks either, weirdly, because I just had to process that. And Shauna, thank God Shauna was there because Shauna has 17 years of experience or maybe probably at that point she had 17. I guess now it's 19. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't know many home birth midwives. She and I had met like randomly before, like a few weeks before I like ran up to her and was just like, I feel like you're the backup midwife for this home birth I'm doing with this girl Elise. Like, and we exchanged numbers and there was like this connection and this whole time, like she was showing me how to like be there through anything, like what a true midwife is. And a true midwife is somebody who is, tending not just to the birth space but also to the death space right. you can't just focus on one mm-hmm. yeah my my midwife shauna obviously visited me which i was so happy about and you know like anytime you guys would visit it was like an incredibly breath of fresh air yeah but um Nuni had come to visit me you know and she shared space with me she cried to me you know she apologized to me even though of course nothing was her fault but she's yeah. You know, she apologized to me and she held that space for me. And she told me, I remember her telling me, she's like, you're like a, a, um, a special type of person because normally, you know, because obviously they both, her and Shauna, I think they started around the same time. Yeah. Like she told, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, like they have the same experience, but she literally told me, she was like, listen, a lot of people don't have the inner strength to deal with grief like this. It is, yeah. very, you know, and she could see that like um, me and Ray weren't falling apart. We were just, we were just literally, we we went in to ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. he went inward into himself and then into, into protecting me, you know, and that is what he put himself in to cope. And I did the same thing. I just went in and I worried about only myself. I didn't worry about what time of day it was. I didn't care about anything. And I honored that about myself. Like I did not make myself feel guilty because this is how I was coping. This mm-hmm. is how I'm figuring it out, you know, like. And then, and then we had other things to worry about, you know, because then my job is trying to uh, make me go back to work. Oh, that was trash. I remember that. Like three days, you know, they're like, okay, so you get three days bereavement. So you have to come back to work in three days. And I'm like, wait, this makes absolute 
like no sense whatsoever. Mm. And then I had to take it to the media and everything. You know, I was on Fox News. I was on a daily news. I remember. And then finally, after all this, you know, back and forth with the media or with uh, my works, my, my uh, jobs union, finally, they're like, okay, we're going to give you the two weeks, mm. uh, you know, uh, to deal with the, the loss. And it was like, I didn't even want to do that. I didn't even have the energy for that. Right. Like, I'm literally, mm -hmm. uh, I feel empty. I lost a part of myself that I felt like, you know, I, I there's something that I will never recover from that experience. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I'm out here trying to get days off so I can literally just recover. Uh, yeah, like, right. just be a normal person. Right. So. Mm. It was, it was very it was, hard. It was a mm -hmm. lot going on. I think the thing I, you know, when I've told this story, because as a doula, to, I'm being on, I mean, you guys know this. It was one of the most, if not like the most important day of my life. Like mm -hmm. it was an initiation. It was a life experience. It was, mm -hmm. and of course it's not my child. I'm coming from a different angle, but it was like to be there in that intimate space of like life and death. I mean, it was the um, it's a day that exists in its own realm for me and yeah. an experience too but I remember whenever I tell people like when I do tell people the story from my point of view mm -hmm. I I always say it was look I love all my clients and like everyone I've ever been with but I said mm -hmm. Elise and Ray were the most like advanced mm -hmm. Like they had the strongest love and a lot of my clients have amazing partnerships. Like that's something I always attract good partners, which is really important to me. Mm -hmm. But I, I was like, no bad men, no bad, like let only good relationships. Yeah. Cause I don't want to deal with that other aspect. But I was of like, course. they have the strongest love and they were like the most ready and the most educated, the most informed, the most sovereign, the most mm -hmm. like all these things. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you would think that's like the last person. But I remember the thing that I was like, I still to this day and beyond, like, I don't know if the word is impressed. I'm just like, mm -hmm. wow. Is that with grief, with anything this horrible, that's so unimaginable that like, if you haven't gone through it, you, I don't think anyone could, like, we can all empathize all day long, mm -hmm. but I don't think anyone can really know unless they've been through something similar. Right. Yeah. But is that most people, when something this horrible and like, the way that we think nature works that our children die after us, you know, but mm -hmm. when like kind of nature takes its own road, that's still nature, but it's like mm -hmm. not the way things usually go. Right. There's usually some, some blame somewhere. And maybe you guys have experienced this, but I felt from the very second, it wasn't the midwife's fault. It wasn't the doctor's fault. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't like, and I remember, I think you said something to me, Elise, I think it was along the lines of, this is, the, and I think it was like that day. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but this is happening. It was something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was like this total yeah. sobering realization mm -hmm. of what is happening. Acceptance, not acceptance like you love it, just acceptance that this, that is, rea this yeah. is reality. And it's the worst thing, but there was no finger pointing at anything. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, that's when I was like, they, they are advanced, like, yeah. because that, that shows, I mean, not just a certain independence within like your own spirit, but it also mm -hmm. shows a certain level of like true in, integral faith, I guess. Yeah, we did. And, and I did like, I remember, you know, after you had come over and, and talked to me and 
you know, explain things to me. Cause I remember asking, I just, I just wanted to know why, but I also oh, yeah. accept that there was never, it's never going to be, it's never going to be a, uh, you know, a kind of like a realistic answer. <laughs> it's always a magical answer. Like truly at the end of the day, do I know why? No. But do I know that it was meant to happen? Yes. Like, it just was meant to happen. Mm-hmm. My life is, you know, my current life with my daughter and with, with our daughter, with Ray. I, I live a beautiful life. I have a beautiful life. And I don't know if that's because he has taught me to appreciate every part of my life. And now all of a sudden I'm realizing how beautiful it is, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because he gave me my daughter very soon after himself to show me that there was nothing that I didn't deserve, you know, like many mysteries that I don't have the answer to, but I just know that he's connected to them. Yeah. You know, like many, many magical parts of my life that someone seems someone in assume that that's magical to them, but spending time with my daughter is magical to me being home with her, you know, raising her, watching her grow, learning things about myself, all of that just plays into magic like the way there's no other feeling to describe those moments that Mm -hmm. I'm just in I'm just like beyond gratitude is like not strong enough (laughs) of a Mm -hmm. word because I know it comes from a deep deep uh, a cove of like and and um I just want to make sure I state and I just don't get tired of you know um being grateful for you Felicia for Mm -hmm. uh, Shauna and yes. for Nooney, yes. because you guys were so much support for us mm-hmm. that I didn't even realize it at the moment. Like, I knew it, mm-hmm. but, you know, there, there's sometimes when you go through certain events in your life that you're not able to realize how grateful you are for something until t- time after. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember you telling us something about how Silas, you know, communicated to you. Mm-hmm. And it was very emotional, that conversation we had in our bedroom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, about him. And you were telling us how, you know, he sees us, you know, he sees us being uh, abundant and not only like in a, in a, like a material way, but like in a, like a spiritual way, like being wise. and like, Yeah. You know, Information, and, knowledge. And then yeah. the thing is that I remember that. I remember very vividly that conversation we had. Mm-hmm. And today I feel like I am lifetimes wiser since that happened to us mm, since we lost Silas yes. because I remember preparing in such a way like mentally emotionally spiritually to welcome him into our lives that literally like I was already a different man even when we lost him you know mm. I was ready <laughs> to meet, make sure I was a an, an example for him so that he grew up knowing that he has a good example to follow it's so beautiful. So mm-hmm. now we have a baby, and I was already prepared even before she was conceived mm-hmm. to have her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, and that's the gift he yes. gave me. Literally, yes. like the path that we've been on yeah. as a couple, as mm-hmm. human beings, mm-hmm. ever since we lost Silas, has been something that you know, like I feel like this lifetime has has literally been a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's a gift for mm. 
for our spirits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was an incredible year. I mean, after Silas passed, there was that three months. I think it was three months before you even conceived or four, three or four. And during that, Elise, you became a doula. I mean, that year before Erisa, your daughter, came. So Silas was your firstborn. And right. then Erisa came. I mean, that year between is like, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, the first two weeks were like grief and then COVID. And I was like, oh, God, this is what? This is a great reason for me to never go outside. I'm just staying inside. And, you know, me and Ray spend so much time together. And it was just, we could not escape our grief. You know, like, mm-hmm. it was some days it was very light. And some days it was very, very heavy. And some days, like, for example, like three days ago, I sat on my counter in my kitchen. And I journaled to my higher self. And I cried like a baby because sometimes you, it just hits you like, mm. you know, like you all those emotions and like all the all of the love I built up for him was literally everlasting. It will be forever. It is love that's forever. So to like grieve, it's not just just like, oh, my baby is dead. It's like all these the, the prep, the soul prep. That is what happens. I feel like every now and then, you know, more often (laughs) than I'm making it seem, but sometimes I just sit and I cry because I feel that I, I recognize where the feeling is from Mm -hmm. and it's him, you know, it's, he's Mm -hmm. the, he's the source and Mm -hmm. he's who made me a mother. So I guess Mm -hmm. to give my daughter all of the the love I wasn't able to, you know, physically pour into him. She's right here, Irie. She, she's like, oh, good morning or good oh, evening. Girl. Good afternoon, Irie. Hello, baby. Hi, sweetie. Oh, she's smiling. smiling. Oh, I'm so, I had a feeling she would join us for the last yeah. part. Yeah, you want to say hi? Hi, say, Irie. Say hi, Felicia. What? She's saying hi. Say hi. Hi. Is she waving? She's waving. She's smiling. She's trying to grab the phone. (laughs) No phones for baby. And Ray, I I have to say I can't. And also, Elise, that I'm so grateful to both of you. And just you guys are soul family. And I miss you both so much. We miss you so much all the time. And I, I have to ask, what does grief feel like today after all this? Mm-hmm. Tell her. You want to tell her? Oh, okay. Iris pointing at me. She wants me to tell <laughs> She you. wants you to tell <laughs> She's like, you tell her. <laughs> I just feel like now, you know, me, I, I feel like with all of the, the relationship grief, you know, like us grieving, losing our first baby, you know, it feeling like a hit to our relationship even though that's not what it is, you know, it's just a, it's a challenge. Yeah. And I feel like with me and Ray, since we have grown so much like into our love, like it feels like every time we feel grief, it's just a moment for me and Ray to look mm-hmm. at each other and to be, and to feel what we feel. Cause I know, I know when he's thinking about him, I don't have mm-hmm. to ask him. I know it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I know it, but I do. And it's vice versa. Like there'll be days where he'll be like, you know, um, the other day, you know, uh, I was thinking about Silas and it was the same time as me, you know, like mm. we, we try to be 
grief for us now with our daughter is, you know, just missing her brother. (laughs) That's it. That's Mm -hmm. what it feels like. And every now and then, you know, it, it does feel like pain, but that's not all it feels like anymore. And I think that's what time does, mm-hmm. you know, because in the beginning, I feel like grief feels like pain. And that's why nobody wants to lean in to the pain. It's painful. It's it's not something anyone I would ever wish on my worst enemy, which I really don't have any. But whoever you are out there, I don't wish this on you, you know, like, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's as time continues, I think about him and I feel grief and pain, but I also feel love and I also miss him. And I also am curious about him. And I'm like, what would he have been like? You know, like mm-hmm. it's just, it turns into, it's, it has turned into a loving relationship where mm. love is at the front and pain is, it's there, but I, I accept it. Right. Good job. Um <laughs> I I accept it, you know, and, and so does so does Ray. Like Ray is a very grounded person, and I think us doing a lot of that grounding work has prepared us for this for this experience. Yeah, you know, because we are. I literally am a better parent to Irissa because of Silas, and he only gave me eight months of learning. You know, eight months but I got like a lifetime of knowledge from him. So, Oh my God. And he, I mean, when he came to me for those few hours that morning, I don't remember. It was a few days after Mm -hmm. he taught me. I can't even, Mm -hmm. I've never gotten so much wisdom in four hours (laughs) in my life. And Mm -hmm. when he showed up to me, he was not a baby. He was like an angelic man. I don't know how to explain it. It was like this force. Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god and I know I know that also Shauna has had communication with him and that we both really I always I always call on him Mm -hmm. at a birth to to help because I know he's tending that that gate I feel it Mm -hmm. I I every time I go to a birth I think about him there's never a time or a moment ever that I'm at a birth and I I I know he's literally right there he is guiding. He's giving me the push I need, you know, and I feel it every every time I go to a birth. It's a beautiful thing. And every year on his birthday, I've been I did it last year. I'm going to do it again this year. I'm going to light some candles, you know, and I'm going to pray to him, you know, because sometimes I want to invite him into my space. Like mm-hmm. I want to feel him here because mm-hmm. sometimes I feel him and I know it's him. I'm like, I know you're here. What are you doing? Do you miss me? I miss you too. You know, like mm. sometimes I, sometimes honestly, what what would make someone else think that I'm crazy makes me feel very comfortable. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah, like like it really brings a comfort in my brain. Like when I'm like I I feel him here. I feel very safe. It's a safe place. I feel protected. Mm-hmm. That's the energy he has. You know. And I'm just so happy that I've gotten to watch grief turn into, like, love, you know? Because everything will revert back to love with time. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of whatever it is. And I know it, it can be a many crazy plethora of things. But if it can find love again, then you you did it, you know? Like, you, you've you been healing. Yeah. Well, she's not seeing this, but for some reason I'm feeling something right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm carrying Harry. Mm. And she keeps waving at this guy. Really? <laughs> I'm so... At this guy. She's 
Yeah. She knows her she brother's knows. there. She fully knows him. <laughs> she fully knows him. Yep, she just did it again. <laughs> she's not even looking at me she's looking I know up. I know yeah he's in here mommy asked for him to be here I was talking to Ashuna about it earlier <laughs> but yeah he's I, such um, a fo- I feel you know I have goosebumps now too yeah 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 she and Irie literally sometimes I look at her and I'm kind of like she looks like she's staring directly at another child sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like at eye level. Yeah. Like, you know, cause she's a tiny thing. She's like up to my kneecap. And <laughs> when she's, yeah. And when she's, sometimes she's standing and like interacting and I don't really see anything, but she's doing it eye level. And I'm like, okay, so somebody's there uh, chatting it up with you, having a good time. So <laughs> I'm gonna let the vibe, I'm gonna let you guys vibe. <laughs> You know, like, and that's what she, she's, she's very grounded. She's, Mm. she seems very grounded. Yeah. And Mm. I also feel like my daughter has like ultimate protection, like seriously. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like some angelic type of protection for real. Like I, I feel like anytime I'm overly worried about her, I get a sense of peace always that I can do it and that I shouldn't be stressed. And, you know, like mm-hmm. it comes, it comes over me faster than I think it would because it's not me, you know, um, mm-hmm. providing the calm it's coming from another source. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he really, and also it's just amazing. He really put you on your path. I mean, you've been serving 100%. women and families and like, I mm-hmm. can't even imagine the level of empathy you have just being there for women because you i'm you've been through it all (laughs) in a way through the yeah yeah through with birth i've definitely been through um (laughs) it's it's i've been through the the more unpleasant parts because i remember reading ina may's guide to childbirth Mm -hmm. um when i was pregnant with him and in the beginning they talk about you know, there are some stories because you know how it's like a it's literally this amazing book with a bunch of stories, but it also yeah. has like the actual section on knowledge and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember reading the part where it was like, yes, stillbirth can be something that triggers people. Um, and, and especially pregnant women, like they don't want to read about it. They don't want to know about it. And mm-hmm. I get it because it's real out of sight, out of mind energy. Right. Right. You don't want to think about it. And I remember that being how I felt like I did not, I would not even look at the page. I, I refused to read. I didn't read those stories. I couldn't, but mm-hmm. I, now I see things in such a different way. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, that is just as important as the woman who birthed a live baby. It's mm-hmm. just as important. Mm-hmm. There is, there is so much going on. It's also the, birth. It's birth. It's birth. It's birth. Period. It's literally birth. And there is so much energy. Like, mm-hmm. just because your baby is dead, you think there's not going to be energy. Oh, no, no, no. It is the opposite. Yeah. It, is, it is so much energy that you yeah. kind of like, you're like in this, like, you're kind of like floating around. Dan, what is the immensity of this energy? <laughs> and it's yeah. your baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 And do your clients know your story? Like, how does that come into your work? So I have a blog 
that's kind of like permanently on my website. I don't I don't like consistently blog, but it is a specific blog that is about my birth story. Mm -hmm. So that if a woman is, you know, she's on my um, website, and she's interested in how I got into my work, it's there. It's just something that I make you click into, because I want you to kind of consent to reading another woman's story. Because obviously, not every story ends in a happy way or like, right the way you're thinking and I you know I so I use my story I tell my not use it I tell my story when I feel like my story is necessary which yeah in every birth it is mm-hmm. but the timing is always different yeah so every, interesting yeah timing is always different like there's some women who talk to me about miscarriage immediately because they've experienced a miscarriage so now the door is open that portal of conversation can flow and I will tell you the truth about Mm -hmm. me so that you can understand how much I care about your experience Mm -hmm. and how much I understand it and how much I I you know I can emotionally support you throughout the process Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the times too like women trust me with their bodies um, and with their souls, obviously, because birth is that's what you're giving me right now. That's what mm-hmm. I'm working with and partners as well. And I think it's because I'm transparent, honestly, like I try to be transparent about, yes, I have a daughter, but I also lost a child. And mm-hmm. that is I'm not only a good doula because I have a live daughter. I'm also a good doula because I've lost a child, you know, mm-hmm. like both mm-hmm. are equally as important which is why i will never tell one story without the other because yeah. they are intermingled they are the, they are the same story so it's beautiful and mm-hmm. i can't you know it's miscarriage and loss it's so common and mm-hmm. so many i mean the strange thing elise is after that i moved to europe pretty like soon after silas passed it, i had one more birth and then i mm-hmm. i went to europe actually for a yeah. birth mm-hmm. And in that period, I had you, and I met two women who had lost sons. Like, in that, the first week I was in Europe, I became friends oh, with two no. different women, two different, like, at t- completely randomly. Like, we, j- mm-hmm. I just connected to these two women, and they didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. And one of them lost a son at age 10, and one at age 19. And oh, my God. it was like, there was something in my field about Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just Mm -hmm. like lost a child lost a daughter it was like people who have lost sons I don't know why it's I've done a lot of work thinking you know (laughs) I've thought about it a lot but Mm -hmm. there was something there and and you know since then I've worked a lot with people with miscarriage and loss and I think the best midwife birth keeper birth doula Mm -hmm. will be somebody who tends those gates because they're the same gate and Yeah. yeah I guess I'm sure it's going to cross, if it hasn't crossed your path a lot yet, I'm sure it's going to be crossing your path because people who hear this podcast, people who come across you in life, they're going to see, well, this person, she's like an initiate of something because Mm -hmm. people really need that empathy and you have the strength to have gone through it, not as a broken person, but coming out in a way like this with this beauty mm-hmm. and and people really need that and I cannot thank both of you enough like for some of people it would take a lot of courage but I know I'm not even saying you're brave for it because I know it's so natural for you to tell mm-hmm. this story mm-hmm. no shame yeah. no horror just no nope. it's there no nope. and and it's just it's important for me to remember you know I don't mind telling it because 
people people need to hear it it's it's important you know because at the end of the day you want the way i see it and this is now as a, as a grown a grown woman but like everybody's story is important every it especially these because we all want a birth that's gonna come out with a baby at the end of course mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's important for us to remember that historically that is never gonna be the case for everybody it's right. just not and the more open we are to that about this part of birth which is also death you know the more we're a community and we can support each other as women because It is really scary to, you know, especially there's like this over influx of happy bullshit about parenting. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard. We need to remember. <laughs> we need to remember the yin yang of everything because this is why women have expectations that they cannot withhold. You can't think that mommying is just like this super happy occasion all the time, baby girl, because it's not. It's very hard, you know. Yeah. Like, it's very rewarding, but it's also very hard. And birth. The, there's always a time where it can be very rewarding and then there's another time that the reward comes in a different package it's yeah. just different and the dualities of everything need to be respected because paying attention too much to like one thing you're just setting yourself up for thinking that's the only thing that can happen and it is not oh mm. Wow. Yeah. And I'm gonna like in the show. Wow. Thank you both so much. Of I don't know course. if they can hear me. Can I'm hear gonna, right I'm here. gonna link all your stuff in the show notes too, because anyone, there might be somebody who's going through loss. Yeah. I know like you're opening those, those, um, mm -hmm. those pathways to be helping people yes. going through loss and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, anyone tri-state area online I don't know like they're yeah, gonna be yeah. very lucky to come across you. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to ask both of you, If you guys have any like parting wisdom or advice for anyone, either just general in life or anyone who might go through something similar or has been through it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and this goes for miscarriage. This goes for stillbirth. This goes for losing a child in general. Mm -hmm. I just think that, I think that tapping into your community can change your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm so sorry you're hearing so many toys right no, now. No, I love time. it. I'm like, I know there's a million toys in the background. <laughs> um, I just feel like community can really change your life. And, and I'm so happy now that community is starting to be accessible, especially for birth, like doulas, midwifery. Yes, yes. Lots of this, lots of the truth and, and being vulnerable with other women You know, we're pretending all the time that we want to have this perfect life because we have social media and all this crap. But at the end of the day, none of that matters. What matters is that when you're going through something, especially something as devastating as this can be for a person, because although it is enlightening, it is still devastating. Mm -hmm. It's still I have one less child than I wanted to have, you know, so mm -hmm. at the end of the day, reaching out and really like finding women who understand your heart is important it's very important and this is specifically for moms mm -hmm. i'm sure i'm sure ray will have some good dad some good dad info yeah but this is for moms who like i grew up not not leaning on women not talking to women not being sad with women and that is detrimental to my life It's detrimental because once I reached out and I found you and I found Shauna and I found Nuni and then I became a doula. And now I know so many women 
who put them their hearts out there for other women and that is like that's the key for me that was the mm. key because every person who came over to my house you know other than obviously like our friends friends but any help I seeked out it was doulas midwives you know like mm -hmm. parents who have gone through the same thing you need community community equals healing for me mm -hmm. and I learned that literally through the hardest moment of my life where I thought I was gonna feel alone and I didn't that's Irie tapping um, <laughs> agreement that's in agreement. She's, she's totally with us she's like yes I feel that mom <sighs> <laughs> yeah, hey, babe, your turn. In Ray, yeah. yeah, especially for papas, we don't hear so much. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly where I wanted to start off. Why men don't, you know, voice out what they feel? There is a, a especially being from a Caribbean country. You know, I'm from the Dominican Republic, and men are supposed to be strong. You know, uh, men don't cry. You know, uh, you get over it. You got to keep pushing, you know, you have to be strong, you know, and all this. And I wish more men would understand that uh, going through pain and displaying pain and displaying vulnerability is not a weakness. You know, it, it makes mm -hmm. you stronger because you're able to to experience what pain is, you know, what 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 difficult uh times are and it makes you stronger because you're able to live through it you're not just you know in autopilot while you're going through it you know you're digesting everything and it makes you stronger speak to other men you know whether you know that they've been through something similar or not you know um just vet because you never know where the wisdom is going to come from and where uh you might get um, some words or some advice that might help you understand what you're going through on a higher level where you, 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 you are able to, to take this horrible experience, this, this, um, you know, this grief and turn it into something life-changing in a positive way, not only for you, but for your family, for your, your, your wife, your fiance, your girlfriend, whatever the case may be, you know? And mm. for your future child, it literally can change who you are, not only mentally, emotionally, even physically, but especially and most importantly, spiritually. Mm -hmm. You'll just be a different soul, a different human being if you are able to look at the loss of a child in the way that you need to, which is go through it, feel it, feel the hurt cry you know be mm -hmm. there for your woman you know and 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 just 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 feel it and you will be stronger for it you will be you know you will be a better man for it you know mm. be, be strong and be vulnerable yes that, that's, that's the that's the 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 um what's equal to being strong in my opinion is being vulnerable be in touch with your with your emotions mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Wow, you guys, I love you both so much. I love and, you. And I can't wait until we reunite. And yeah, thank you so much. Yes, it's going to be so beautiful. For everything. Of course. We, we, um, 
we would love to help other people who have who have been or will be in the future in our position you know we would love to help those people Uh aha yeah